Jace is gone for three weeks, and when they come back, the first thing we talk about is a bunch of Marvel movies. Like we <laughs> first thing we talked about was comic books and indie not comic books, and even mentioned the for the last like three weeks. Jace comes back for what? <laughs> is it all my fault? And we, thought it was, fault? We, we thought it was we thought it was us, Kev. I, I just finished <laughs> Justice League. I thought that's where I was gonna go when we got back, but apparently not. Apparently, um, well, uh, we can do it. We could do it. We could talk no, we about can't. it. Let's do it. I Let's talk nope. about it. Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. We can uh, that Caleb's like Justice League, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let's go. Kevin's like, dear God, uh, please stop. Can we not? <laughs> Must we? <laughs> Must we? I watched it over the course of several days. Um I have I wish still I never watched it over the course of several lifetimes. I mean, it was it was wow. long. Um, it was I, long. I enjoyed it. There were moments that I enjoyed. Kevin, at one point, I remember saying like, "Okay, so the only version I've seen is the Snyder cut," and I remember being like, "Oh shit, Wonder Woman's opening is fucking fire!" Like, probably yeah, my favorite. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, probably, sorry. Go ahead. You're so good. Probably my favorite representation of Wonder Woman throughout all of her appearances, like whether it's the first movie, 84, Better which I thought... like, No Man's her. Land? Like, where she's like, ah, oh, I don't know. Anyway. I mean, that was a good moment, but I think the idea of, like, I was like, oh, that's right, she has, like, super fucking speed. And she does all this stuff. Like, it was yeah. just, I liked it a lot. I, I haven't seen No Man's Land in a minute. I remember finding that also to be a really stark visual moment when I saw it. Um, it's pretty good. But just in recent memory, I think it was also because the last thing I saw was Wonder Woman 1984, and I did not like it very much. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody else. <laughs> Yikers. Um, bad. I was like, I'll drink to that. Uh, <laughs> but I, but, and then I remember saying it, and Kevin was like, yep, and then that's all she does. I disagree. I think they low-key made Wonder oh. Woman, like, the top dog in the movie. Are oh, you oh, what? unbelievably <laughs> kidding me? Are you? She is the sixth dog. Superman has more to do in that movie, and he's dead for most of it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple good scenes in that movie. I we simply cannot relitigate the Rise of Skywalker, a bad film. Come back but next like, week for our Star Wars. But there's Wars. parts of it where like Kylo and Rey are fighting <laughs> in two different locations, and they're like bleeding over into each other. Like, oh, I'm that like, was easily the most confusing is, thing I've ever seen in any uh, Star Wars so movie ever. So cool, and I w- so I just wish there was more of that yeah. in the film i just like that level of like creativity and and intrigue and energy is just divorced (laughs) and absent from the rest of the film because like what if palpatine jizzed a family or whatever like i don't like what if what if what if palpatine fucked actually it a film finally dares to ask the question named sheev Fuck. Yeah, well, he pulled out a sheep. You know what I mean? Like he he unsheathed. If you get me, he found he found it for his lightsaber. <laughs> he found sorry. He found a sheep. I, anyway, um, you want, I'm not sorry. You want, to, you want to talk about another drastic disconnect between one piece and another piece in the same universe? How about I do a little quick little wrap up of my thoughts in season four of Community because as compared this, to the episode we're about to talk about? Because this is, of course. 
Advanced Community Studies, a podcast where we watch and talk about the American television comedy community one or two episodes at a time. We are also the premier podcast of the Yahoo Screen Podcasting Network. Uh, I am, of course, one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I am declaring this DEFCON 4. That is, if DEFCON 4 is the highest one, and if high DEFCONs are worse than low DEFCONs. Uh, not true. It's not true. <laughs> I don't know how DEFCONs work. Much like I the Dean, I have one is no the worst idea. one, and that's yeah, the whole process of that joke. Yeah, they count down. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I think I didn't either until it was explained to me, probably because of this very joke. Anyway, <laughs> hey, hey everybody, what's up? I'm Jace, I use they, them pronouns, and um, no, I didn't forget the soda. I just drank it all. <laughs> that's a that's a callback. That's from that's from a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I, I yeah, because I gotta do a little. A you didn't little, get to do that one. I, yeah. I didn't get to do it, and I loved it so much. <laughs> Papa. Papa? Oh wait, did you already do? Kev, did you already go? Yeah, I, I go first. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember, okay? I'm the daddy host, the hostess with the mostest. It's and uh, shit, I don't I don't have, I had a quote and I forgot it. So I, I, I do a community podcast with these two jamokes. <laughs> Love to be called a Jamook, a gender neutral term like Jamook. Only by Caleb. The only person that could call me a Jamook and I wouldn't be mad about it, honestly. <laughs> Love a jabroni. That's a that's a good one to call someone uh, a jabroni. But yes, to finish what I what I Yes, please. You were not so... here for the end of our season four wrap up. Yeah, so I want your concluding thoughts, please, on the uh... gas leak here. I'm glad we shared this time together. <laughs> Are you about to quit? What's happening? Hi. No. Uh, it's, I, it's, there are nice little, tiny little moments in this season. Um, I'm happy we've made it through. I'm happy we've survived the gas leak. Um, it's really insane how, like, upon watching it, first time I watched it years ago, I, like, functionally didn't even realize that season four was different than the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. I just kind of took it face value and was like, yeah. And then upon rewatching it, it was like, something's a little off. And then upon <laughs> analyzing it with y'all realizing, Oh, something was very off. Um, and just <laughs> something of... isn't right here. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, nice. I, in an illustration of our two, how different the two of us are. Caleb did star Wars and I did bring it on the musical. <laughs> <laughs> that was bringing on the musical Kevin that is such a fucking deep cut I love Something that you did right that here. That Okay I, I know you're talking about Community Don't Season 4 it, Bring it. it on the musical Low key whips slaps fucks It's so good It's, so it's good. I mean it so was written good. by a total of like what 50 people Like Yeah it was written <laughs> by a million people Music uh, by Lin-Manuel Miranda so uh, And the opening we'll Like honestly we'll if you need A fucking gym pump up Jam, the opening song from the Bring It On the Musical soundtrack. No, it bangs. It bangs. It fucking bangs. <laughs> there's, there's a few songs in that show that that slap pretty dang hard. I think it's bangers basically all the way down. Uh, that is for the sequel podcast, the community podcast, where we're talking about Bring It, it On bangs. the Musical. Oh my god, Kevin! <laughs> I will get. I we will get Jesse Cat on board, and that will be a whole thing. It'll we be should, a whole thing. We, 
We'll talk. We'll talk. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like I'm too straight for you to want me to participate. In that. I already did. I no, we good. need I the straight perspective. We have... need the straight input. <laughs> All right. Kevin, cut this part. Caleb, I have a bootleg. I'll send it to you. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I should... bootlegs. Keep it in. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Don't clock me. Uh, I, Jace has a slime tutorial for you, Caleb. To use to <laughs> use Broadway sexy. bootleg yeah, parlance that Caleb, you label it a Caleb slime tutorial. Caleb doesn't even tutorial. understand the slime slime tutorial reference. <laughs> so no, it sounds like something I should be like told about at a workplace not to do. Please, oh, uh, a lot of you have been looking up slime tutorials on the work computer. You must know that this is completely inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, when you when you have a little Broadway bootleg and you don't want the like algorithm to find it, you label it a slime tutorial. That is okay. just okay. and so, just oftentimes it's paired with like really bizarre like restructuring of the title. Like, um, not that this is a real example, but no. say for Heaven per for chance, <laughs> just I don't know off the dome. <laughs> if you were to do. Beetlejuice. You may call it, I don't know, I bug don't know. juice slime tutorial. You, like, you might. Just for, you know, again, completely making it. <laughs> like, well, I'm just thinking, just, you know, tip them, whatever comes. If I had to. Yeah. Sure. I get it. has a town, you know, like, what? I mean. <laughs> why wouldn't you do, like, why wouldn't you do, like, Hellberg? Hellberg, life is like a hurricane here in Hellberg. <laughs> Community. <laughs> um, yes. Oh yeah, that. Sorry. So oh, yes. So God. I just finished up watching the <laughs> final episode. Yeah, you of... assembled these forces of chaos. You did. No, absolutely. <laughs> we if if the. <laughs> Oh my god, we are the three mother boxes of chaos. I was thinking about this earlier. Anything in the DC and together we again. create the unity, and uh, of course the three of us smell like mother, and I'm going to bring it up a lot, how much you smell like mother's box. I'm going to bring it up a lot over the course of the film. I realized, I was thinking this might be a terrible thought, but I realized we are all a really, this is kind of tangential, we're all a really specific um, representation of like combination. Interesting. So... Caleb, you're mixed race. Kevin, you're mixed sexuality, and me, I'm mixed gender. <laughs> wow. We are we are the table. We are the study table at community. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Just a frighteningly good representation of representation, minus none of us here are Asian. We are we are the study group. Just we did it like Latin in fewer letters and words. That's right. We are some sort of horrific like punnet triangle, right? We're like the Cronenberg <laughs> fewer growing <laughs> pea plants. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but yes, watching the final episode of season four made me go, "Wow, they really it they 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 tried so hard to wrap it up." Uh, there were a few fun little references in the background of like on the chalkboard and the whiteboard of like little like six seasons in a movie and like class uh, the the class schedule will be will be suspended until the next hiatus and I was like that wasn't even clever that was just straight up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there was also something really great. It was um, I, I just because I also I watched the the final season the final episode of season four and then I went straight into the episode we're going to talk about today. And it was super oh. funny because it was, it Whiplash. was, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I didn't watch, 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 wat
I didn't watch the first couple of season five, but literally I was thinking about how one of my biggest complaints about season four was I felt like Troy was less funny than he typically is in this season. And then for some reason, for some reason, last episode of season four, Troy is back to just like making me cackle every line. And I don't know what, I don't know how they, why they did it or nailed it, but like literally him being like something, I forget why, honestly, because the plot is atrocious in that episode, but like (laughs) of them being like, we're leaving the study room. And then he just starts yelling, run, go leave him. And just about leaving, leaving (laughs) your behind and just like the full, like, not even trying to hide that they're just not even about Chevy Chase anymore. I I, I loved it. Um, aside from that, oh my god, the it's all in your head thing, and just kill like, me, please drown was, me. That was <laughs> okay. that, and then just like pure fan service of like, oh, darkest timeline again. I was like, you didn't need to fucking do this. Um, which is wild because I remember on the first upon watching it the first time, it was a really exciting thing that like solidified the timeline thing as like a thing that I loved about the show, but mm-hmm. then. Now looking back, it's like, oh, Darkest Timeline is so good <laughs> because it came in so strong, yeah. not because they repeated it. Um, and then jumping right into the episode we're about to talk about, where um, <laughs> where Duncan is back <laughs> and, oh, and immediately <laughs> thinks that... Um, uh, uh, his, Hickey is Pierce. Hickey's I always Pierce. thought the like, toupee was a bit a cowardly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been taking care of my sick mother. She's still alive, but I've put in my time. <laughs> <laughs> it's. it's, it's so um. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm anyway. happy to see he's back. Frankie's not back yet. Frankie comes back in. No, not back. Frankie Fra- has not arrived. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie comes next season. Right? The first. Yes. The first coming of Frankie is this season. Uh, As a different that, person. Yes. It gets. Oh it, we'll we'll address it when we when we come to it. Uh, oh, don't worry. Also, don't worry. With, um, don't worry. Too. They address it. <laughs> don't worry. They, don't it's worry. Michelle Norris interviewing Errol Morris. Don't worry. They address it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Uh, before we jump into the episode proper, one last bit of business. I ran a poll to decide once and for all whether or not Nicolas Cage was good or bad. Uh, the poll received 429 votes. Holy shit. All right. 2% uh-huh. said bad. Oh. 14% said good. And a whopping 84% said, <laughs> in parentheses, Nicolas Cage sounds. So, <laughs> the jury, <laughs> the jury is still out. That's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. The jury is still out. There's is that, still t- is that from one of the episodes I just missed? The one Yeah, where... that was the preceding episode where, God, where they take the Nicholas Cage. I love that episode. I it's good. It ranked very well for us. It ranked again. very well for us. I'm sh- as it should have. I'm glad to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> that we did not disgrace you while you were gone. <laughs> did well, not- actually, apparently you did, because I go on Twitter.com the other day, and I see that <laughs> I leave for two fucking weeks, and y'all start talking about how you love Nickelback? Love is no, a strong say word. We love Nickelback. <laughs> what we said is, what we said is, if in terms of things bands seek to achieve, uh-huh. there are at least three 
that Nickelback has achieved, and that is everyone knows who the fuck they are. Everyone can Correct. sing at least one song, and the third, Correct. you do like the song you can sing. You just have a hard time admitting it to yourself. Okay, Absolutely. so here's, here's my rebuttal to that. The reason why Nickelback sucks is because they are the epitome of a sellout band. They do not care about making you. Yes, the reason why they're so successful is because they've nailed the market. Sounds great. Good job, Nickelback. No, I think you had some really good conversations with the people that are in this band. What sucks uh, about so them is how much like people like them the and how successful they are. <laughs> I mean, look, I just... People I, that think bands are sellouts to me are people that just don't know how to articulate. <laughs> I don't like no. it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jace. I'm sorry, Jace. Do you have a music video for the 2002 Spider-Man film? I don't think so. <laughs> I if literally you know, don't know how to respond. Would you sell to out and like, do that? <laughs> yes. No, I'm not saying that they sold out. They couldn't sell out, out because they didn't. Okay. Then let they me rephrase. They forgot about not, the music. No, it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible to sell out if your game wasn't music in the first place. What they oh did. Oh my god. Yeah, no, wow. I'm not even joking with you. Wow. These guys came in with a wow. incredible understanding of the music industry. That is a credit to them. They came in, they knew exactly what their market was. They know how to make a, a tune that is memorable. They know how to sell a record. That is why they're so successful. That's also why I don't like them because their music is fundamentally just like, we know it's it's catered specifically to, it, it's, they're they yeah. just, they're, they're, I mean, not Nickelback the, was through with standing in line to clubs they'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, no, and no, they're no, never no, gonna no, win. No, this life didn't turn out quite the way they thought it would be. Say, what I think you're missing is that Kev's reciting lyrics right now. <laughs> uh, I totally missed that. Well, are they Nickelback lyrics? Because that's why I don't. Yeah, fuck yeah, they are. Kevin. Yeah, yeah. The rock star? <laughs> oh, come on! Everybody gets down to rock star. <laughs> Three seconds of Rockstar. I know a little bit of the chorus. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. That's it. That's the chorus. <laughs> oh my God. They're all they're all like, tremendous how, musicians. How like rock stars, do you know that are like, yeah, I wanna be a rock star. Okay. Most. Okay. Most. Most. Fucking, no. Almost all no. of them have a song no. about being a rocker. No, 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 no. They're no, just no, no. following they Kiss laid the train wanting to and be Nickelback a pumped their little trolley along. <laughs> Nickelback came in and said, we all want to be, they, 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 I mean, they, they, it's all, Nickelback is fan service as a band and that's why I don't like them. You can, some people, Jace, that's every band that makes music that their fans like is doing fan service for I, their fans. I know that, but the difference okay, so you Nickelback just is Nickelback is a hundred percent fan service versus a. I'm okay with a little bit of fan service. Nickelback is exclusively fan service. That's really okay. I mean, hot take Friday or hot take Tuesday. Here we it's, <laughs> that is my take. I'm just saying I don't like Nickelback. I'm also not a huge fan of bands that are all cishet white dudes. Just a thing. Well, that seems understandable. Given, given, <laughs> to add that, an extra layer of my lens on this, I don't. We're out. already so fucking saturated with you know all of that. I mean, like, sure. I mean, you know, Nickelback's been around for a while, but I get you. It's not. It's not your boat. 
and you refuse to float it, and I understand. I, I, I'm not going to float them. I don't, it's I don't more want... than, I think it's a little more than refusing to float it. I think Jace is actively trying to sink it. You're trying That's to sink correct, the Caleb. fucking That's boat. Throwing rocks Jace is an iceberg. I hope I never make something you dislike. No, 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 that's not possible, <laughs> Caleb, because I know that you have artistic integrity. <laughs> but, like, but, like, okay. You're saying some mad, like... I'm I'm go I am going a little hard. You are correct. It's, I'm, I'm being a like, little. Yeah, you're only making me like Nickelback more. Oh, fuck <laughs> like, you with your contrarian ways. I'm not contrarian. It's it's a it's a psychological process where if you come after someone for their beliefs, they'll only like them more. I mean, that's true. This is very true. This has been. I honestly had a pretty lukewarm feeling about Nickelback, but and now, now like, oh, fuck you, Jay's now I love them. <laughs> T-shirt gets here in seven days. <laughs> oh my god! If you show up, the, the next time I see you, you're wearing a Nickelback shirt, I will turn around and walk away. <laughs> oh god! I how yeah, much money am I willing episode? to pay for that bit? <laughs> Y'all, I, 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 I have, I have a sneaky suspicion that one of you is going to send me a fucking Nickelback shirt. <laughs> don't know your address, Doug. Kev, if you don't replace Jace's introduction this episode with just a Nickelback song playing over, over their voice. Then like copyright me out. damned. <laughs> you know, next time you're gonna censor anytime. Just the whole time. <laughs> I brought this on myself. You absolutely yeah, did. You did. He came up with the You fucking did. Correct. Uh, ah, see, hoisted by your own petard. Mm. <laughs> what is it by your own? Ah, I see you made a bed, and now I have Thank to you, lie in it. Uh, very strange. You're telling me. <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh my, uh, weird, my chickens have come home to roost? What is this? <laughs> my god. Me, uh, I'm about to do a internet meme, but it's like, me sowing. Haha, <laughs> fuck yeah, this rules. Me reaping. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> One of, uh, the great internet memes of the last, the last couple months. Uh, but let's dive into this week's episode, shall we? <laughs> A million years into pressing record. Um, season five, episode three. Basic intergluteal numismatics. Directed yes. by Tristram Shapiro. Written by Eric Somers. Uh, in this episode, the ass crack bandit returns. After being mentioned one time three seasons ago, <laughs> the ass crack bandit returns, and it turns out his whole deal was putting coins in butt cracks. Uh, so uh, Greendale uh, descends into a David Fincher parody uh, to try and get to the heart of this case. It is another in the classic Jeff and Annie caper uh, series, where as much as this group does not like that uh, ship dynamic... We cannot argue that, that it has produced episode. conspiracy theories, law and order, and ass crack bandit. And I cannot, so I cannot, I cannot refute the pedigree. I think yeah. the reason why it works is because fundamentally these episodes uh, rely on us being like, no, they shouldn't be a fucking couple. That's like <laughs> a key aspect of them. They're like, they, like literally the ass crack bandit over the phone goes, yeah, it's kind of weird what you two do. <laughs> it's like, come on, are they a couple or what? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna be, let me be the 50th person to ask, what is this? What is this creepy business? <laughs> your Jim you Rash two your Jim Rash is like to do cutesy capers. <laughs> uh, tracing, tracing, the stables. We have stables? <laughs> uh, 
Jim Rat. This is a great what? episode overall. Rash has like fourteen good ones in this episode. Rash. It's, yeah. it's, I feel like Rash really proved himself as like a shining star specifically in season four, and they were like, right. one thing we learned is that we need to use him a lot more than we are. This guy, uh, so he gets promoted. Like, it's so many, like, he's banning change from campus and Hickey rebuffs and he's like, well, your two cents is change and it's banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Where he goes, he's like, this seems like an unnecessary use of your school's money to prevent a, a crime that costs 25 cents a pop. <laughs> and he, he goes, oh, this this didn't cost me anything. You, and he goes, you've just... To already owning a fake butt. Hickey <laughs> uh, is like, this churro tastes great in my real mouth. The Chang thing. The Chang thing. It's the so backwards fake butt thing is so fucking beautiful. <laughs> like, it is so so fucking very good. Forgive the pun. It is so ass backwards. Uh, I got I'm sorry. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. I'm afraid. As, I'm afraid as a member to. of the as a member of the council, good one. You're so, <laughs> <laughs> <feel> so seen. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. I mean, this whole episode's fucking beautiful. Like it's the the Fincher fucking pastiche is so mm-hmm. crisp. The uh, color correcting that they put on this episode too. The editor. The, the early beautiful. like the 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 two thousands and nineties Fincher like green wash they put green over blue. this episode. Also um, a very is... Soderbergh thing, washing movies in in colors to nail. He does uh, love washing movies in colors. Soderbergh usually opts for like a like a like a you know a golden hue or something yeah. like that in like the oceans movies or or out of sight out of sight he has like a whole scene that's lit by like the light in a trunk but it's somehow just like one of the most like beautiful <laughs> like little sequences of i've <laughs> i've seen it in a long time the thing, the, the thing that's so great about this though is it's more than just that because they nail the tone out the gate specifically with uh Shirley's boys singing acapella, um... Creep? Creep? <laughs> acapella? So a haunting good. children's choir cover of Radiohead's and Creep, which is a reference to, to the... the trailer for The Social Network? <laughs> like... I, Wait, really? Is that really what that is? Yeah, the because, like, I as far as I know, Creep is not in, in any David Fincher film, but The Social Network trailer, which whips uses that song. Um, I mean, that's a huge trend, specifically in more contemporary movies, is taking, especially now, they're getting older and older songs to use, slowing uh them down and putting them under some sort of, like, massive, like, scope. Right, well, I think it was just the regular creep in the Social Network trailer. It was not a, it was not in, like, Age of Ultron, like, we're going to do a haunting version of Pinocchio's I Got No Strings. I think that's so great about it is it's, it's, is that beat is so they get so much mileage out of it because it starts and it's hilarious because you're like why the fuck did they choose this song? <laughs> Are they singing creep. Like and acapella and it's like and there and meanwhile Shirley's in the back doing basically a TikTok dance just far ahead of her time <laughs> and then and then and then we cut to, we cut to uh, down the hallway with Garrett. Is that his name Garrett? Right? Yeah, it's Garrett. Yeah. Garrett. Like, you know, oh, when it rains with the drop in the pencil. <laughs> right? Just, you know, stupid Garrett bits, which is like, okay, great. You know, um, I still feel weird. I'll get onto that in a second. But, like, and then the way 
that um just that like the boy singing then turns into this ominous moment that still fun has like a little bit of that comedy underneath it to remind us this is a fucking joke but it still instills that the 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 timbre like the the vibe shifts and you're like something is terribly terribly wrong (laughs) and not in a funny way um And it's just, it's, it's just this, it's, it's just th- that moment right there. That's fucking community. That is the thing that I love about this show. What I was saying about Garrett is, I feel weird about Garrett because I constantly feel like they're not laughing with Garrett. It feel I always feel like the show is laughing at Garrett, and I it, it makes gets me kind of to. Uh, it gets to like a weird place sometimes where like obviously Eric Charles Nielsen who plays Garrett he's very funny he seems very game but there's a lot of times where they refer to him as like oh God spilled a person you know like the we fixed Garrett Uh, like all these like and sometimes it's like okay he is a person that looks like this. Like I know you're you're geeking him up and it's things like, like that. I just, but... Maybe it's because I don't understand his brand of comedy. I've seen a little bit of his stand up, and it just, it even when I saw his stand up, and maybe this is just me like having like a really jaded lens, but I look at it and it feels like we are laughing at an awkward guy trying to do stereotypical male comedy. Yeah, and it doesn't, I, I get you. You know, so I it just I get weird vibes. If he's down with it, like if he's the one that wrote these jokes, then I'm like, fuck yeah! Like if you got it, flaunt it, baby. Let's go. You know, but like it's I always get a little bit of a weird feeling when Garrett's on. I'm like, this feels not in good spirits. Sometimes I think they do. No, most of it, it's a it's a balance. It really does vary by like the episode. It's kind of like the jerry thing on parks and rec where sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's like this is character breaking how like why is leslie nope behaving this way <laughs> to this oh, poor see, but man? even but with jerry on like parks and rec it's scary sometimes <laughs> that was point. <laughs> just okay. to make jace go wait I, Wait, I did. I, for, I forgot about that whole plot point for a second. I was like, what? Huh? Fuck. Um, did I fuck it up? Oh, no. And then I remember they do this. No, but even with that, though, I didn't feel like, like, it didn't feel like the meta lens was laughing at this person. It felt, it genuinely felt like this is just a deeply entrenched bit. And it's like, yeah, this is the fuck up. For some reason with Garrett, I'm like, Okay, that's the le- there's like the lens of the show where it's like, ah, eh, this guy's fucking awkward. But it also then when you pull back, I'm like, no, it feels like the writers and the people on set are making fun of this person. And I never felt that way with Parks and Rec with Gary, Jerry, <laughs> Gary, Larry, whatever. you know, whatever the name ended up being. Gergich. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, I do get you, and I also have that same thing. This episode doesn't really flirt on it with me, just, no, I mean, if only because he's one of the better ones. so briefly, you know, and you, he just has this voice to howl, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, he, he's a great screamer, he's, and um, to have him burst into the, you know, <laughs> crisis alert, uh, or the, he just bursts into the cafeteria and yells ass crack at it. Like, it's everything you want it to be. Oh, he, or he... even the other one, um, when they're making the shitty sci-fi, and he's the green guy. Yooba-dooba-dooba! Yeah, yeah he's great. the, Love he's that. the yeah, those, There, there uh, are great moments with him. Glip-glop. No. Yeah, glip-glop. We need to, uh, it, it, <laughs> they refer to it, we, this movie needs some... How the... <laughs> 
<laughs> this movie needs some googas, and Keith David's like, "Oh, I have some Guga. <laughs> From oh, a gingivitis commercial, they didn't use them, but I got to keep them. I got to keep the Gugas. Uh God, uh, man, I can't wait to talk about Keith David for thirteen straight weeks. Uh, but the this episode also has like fucking Ben Folds. <laughs> yes. Like, as not only Ben Folds in appearance, but like you get Ben Folds to do your <laughs> haunting ass crack yeah, ballad. That was perfect casting. It's so good. I don't know. I mean, I guess like Ben Folds is just this guy. I don't feel like I see him. I wonder in... if he was a fan and he was like, hey, Dang. let me get in there. Yeah, it's because Ben Folds is not one of those musicians who's also like a character actor. You know, those those guys uh, like he's I like, don't feel like has... I've seen like Harry yeah. Connick Jr. <laughs> Dave. Right, like Harry Connick Jr. Where, like, Harry Connick Jr. is, yes, a singer, but he also, like, is a significant character on, like, Will and Grace. Like, it's not just a cameo. He's, like, a character. You know, he, he's not one of those guys in the same way. There's someone that, obvious that I just cannot, I cannot conjure. I cannot think of Common? Right now. Uh, Jared Common's Leto? a great example. Uh, Jared Leto, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he counts. Unfortunately, he, he unfortunately count. fits into that category. I wish he didn't he count, but fits he does. Into a lot of categories. Boop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boop. Uh, and he, yeah, Point it's, for daddy it's, host. It's unfortunate, but um, <laughs> the but Ben Folds fucking comes in, and it's just like he has this funny Nailed little it. scene where he's like, "There's something you gotta know." This is a mild, kind sativa, perfect for playing <laughs> guitar. <laughs> guitar. It is a. It is. Mwah! Just chef's kiss perfection, Ben Folds. Funny because little he's dude. a funny guy, and he, he actually does a really great job in that role. Yeah, but he's and... effectively just really good at being able to be himself on camera. And that seems like that's insignificant. That is not an insignificant task. That's to be able to just be yourself on camera is impressive. Neil Patrick that's... Harris has made an entire career out of it. <laughs> right playing straight versions of himself right? Kevin's like what i'm like i was like hold on <laughs> i'm halfway joking um yeah no i i, I got you i got you i got you <laughs> i didn't immediately but eventually i got you <laughs> like what are you I'm going to assume we all knew the same people and say, like, remember, like, that period of time when, like, people were just finding out that Neil Patrick Harris was gay and they're like, but he plays such a convincing straight guy. Like, how does he do it? And I'm like, first the of world all, realize that straight guys aren't hard to, to the read. Straight guy, but also, like, is like Barney Stinson, the character does, yes, lust after many women. Is he a stereotypical straight? He, oh like, does God. magic. Like, what are you talking about? I actually didn't realize apparently like Harris Perez Hilton like is the one that outed him. That sounds like something that fucking scumbag would do. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. If if you were worried that we were pro Perez Hilton, you're gone. Clearly clearly you've come to the wrong place. Clearly you've come to the wrong place for pro Perez Hilton community podcast. I'm sure there is one, but it's not this place. It's not Uh, us. No, it's not us. Go elsewhere. It's not us, fam. I also, as a um, a big... <laughs> I'm moving on from Perez Hilton. I simply must. And I'm going to talk about one of the masterpieces of the 2000s, uh, David Fincher's Zodiac. Uh, this episode has so many perfect parodies of the... Have either of you seen Zodiac? It's been ages, it. so let's act like it's a no. 
Oh, okay. It's magnificent. I watch it every uh, couple years. It's fucking... It's that Zodiac and the social network fight it out on top of a mountain for who is my favorite Fincher. And it really just depends on which one I watched most recently. Yeah, Yeah, dog. That's such a very different vibe from what I think of when I think of Fincher. It's just... And uh, some guy wrote it. I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, Srock? Srock? Oh, Fincher Srocken? didn't write it, too? This was Sorkman? just someone else's... He never writes. Fincher, no, Fincher doesn't write. Fincher doesn't write, right? No, no. He picked a different kind of movie. He was like, this one. I want to do but the one about Facebook. it's the same cold killer methodology that you find in so many of Fincher's works. It's just applied to the new killer's Mark Zuckerberg. Like, it's just... It's the same... Mm-hmm cold rationality you find in seven or zodiac but mm-hmm. it's applied to uh sociopath mark zuckerberg right um mm-hmm. and it's really just it's those two movies on top of a mountain in a thunderstorm fighting over which is my favorite fincher and again it's just which one i watched most recently but zodiac when they're mm-hmm. there's these great sequences where they're like getting mailed the zodiac letters and they have these guys like reading them out loud and it's these like horrid run-on sentences like uh i'm going to shoot the guys and then and then you'll know and i have come and they just nail that um <laughs> that that letter structure it should have been called the run-on sentence bandit uh like there's <laughs> surely with the hit surely with the hit and that's one of the last things she does in the episode but uh yeah. <laughs> but the dean being like Shocker, you can't stop me what are you gonna do not have butts <laughs> Shirley is the Wonder Woman of Community. Dude, that's so fucking real. She comes is... in hot at the beginning and then is underutilized. For the underutilized. Rest. It's still a heavy fucking hitter. Still a heavy hitter. What you give her, she's gonna nail. Um, yes. If at Nicole Brown more than Gal Gadot, but uh, we correct simp- <laughs> simply must digress. Um, but yeah, this the the you know uh, we figured out that he loves money or he hates it or he doesn't care about it and he hates butts or loves them <laughs> it's just these great <laughs> little so little stacks it's, they put on i love i love i love the moment where um and he's like hold on we got something and he's like using like the tongs to pull the note out of the the teddy bear's butt <laughs> and then um uh, nikki what's what's the, the the new bald guy hickey hey. Hickey, thank you. Hickey, just picture <laughs> him making out with your uh, neck and leaving yeah, yeah, a mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just picture oh, thank that. Thank you, thank you for that visceral oh, image, Kevin. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy to help. But Hickey's being like, oh, "We need a bag. We need a bag." And <laughs> Dean's like, "Oh, would you?" And just grabs it. Just like the absurdity of the oh, or like the the or there's the quarter in a bag, and then you see one of the other guys just kind of like. Like pretend to like like get, like stick in the background from seeing a court. Like just very much like I, that. Immediately, I was like, "Oh my god, seven! Like the guy walking into the room and seeing these basically like dead bodies and like like just disgusting." The the scene in seven where they find the sloth guy and he's this guy that's been in bed malnourished for so long and is somehow like still alive. Still alive. It haunts me. <laughs> Yeah, because he doesn't move. He does the like the death knell that like bodies do when they're they're, like. (laughs) It's weird. It's real weird. I love it. It's completely fucked up. Seven's great. Crazy shit. But flick. (laughs) Seven's great. It's a crazy, crazy movie. Check it out. Um, 
but I think also here's the other, also I I don't want to I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I do at one point want to ask. We don't need to answer it just now, but the question is, who do you think is the ass crack bandit? We're gonna find out next week, aren't we? We're gonna find out next week, exactly. What um, do you mean we're gonna find out next week? Or are we doing a poll? You, how quickly you forget? Uh, next week uh, to celebrate uh, a belated one year anniversary, we are doing a live stream of my community RPG oh, game yeah. where we are going to find and unmask the ass crack bandit. Oh, uh, and I am going to, as your uh, game master, I'm not going to give away any uh, portends. I'm going to say that going into the game, I don't have a pre-described idea of who it's going to be. It's going to be based a lot on how you investigate. You are not solving my perfect crime. Does that make sense? Are we going to take on the role of characters in the show, or are we being ourselves? Uh, you can be whatever you choose. You could be Caleb Sawyer, Greendale student. You can invent a Greendale student. Uh, no one has taken this in the other sessions. You could role play as a pre-existing community character, but no yeah, one has I'm yet. Gonna be- I'm going to be Buzz Hickey. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see... Uh, yeah. Um, so, okay. I've so seen then maybe... that video where the guy says it's Abed and he presents his proof. I... Oh, I saw a different one. Okay. Because there's, there's... I saw a few one that was very theories. much like it's, it's totally not Abed. There's no way a, it's Abed. A bunch of people... You know, okay. So there's a bunch of... I have long said it's rich... Uh, just because whatever it's rich, I don't care. <laughs> like the the rich. The, oh, rich! The thematic point of the episode is not who is the ass crack bandit. The point is that we don't know. It's like Zodiac, right? Um, right. That uh, you know, whatever. I'm being a stickler about themes. You know, rich has Did always you been who I'm. The Zodiac said. killer, like watching people make movies about you. Right. I'll... I mean the the movie anyway. Zodiac definitely tells you who it thinks did it. But it does subscribe to the reality where they were never caught. You know what I mean? Like, there was no one ever attributed to those crimes. And it's too late. (laughs) Whoever they are is probably not alive. Right. Well, I saw a different one. So, first of all, we get a little bit of, like, a fun little, like, hint in, like, the last episode ever. Where they kind of make it... They kind of hint on the fact that it's Annie. I do not buy that. I do not think Annie. What is. I don't buy on her or Abed is their motivation to do it. That is not in the care. Like whether or not you can piece together that they could do it. I don't mm-hmm. buy it as a character motivation for either yeah. one of them. I yes. the, those characters, Annie especially, and Abed will do some like fucked up things. I don't think he feel he would. Here it is. Ready? Fundamentally debunking Abed in one second. He would never do that to troy damn he would never do that to troy that's a good point that's a good point would he hire somebody to do it to troy he would never no he would not want that harm to come on to troy he knows troy's sensitive about his butt (laughs) (laughs) doesn't troy Troy like butt stuff yeah well they would right it's contextual Just someone, Come on, Caleb. Just because someone likes something in their butt doesn't mean they want something in their butt like all the time. I know. All right. All right. Don't. All right. Uh, no. Abed really would only me. do that to Troy in the hundreds of pages of fan fiction that exist, where I'm sure he does that. You know. Um, After Troy asks him to, though. Anyway. Of course, it's all. It's all. I. I'm not into dubcon fan fiction. Okay. Ooh. Um. So, 
here is the I saw a video that was very convincing to me that I actually really enjoyed this explanation for Britta. Interesting. She is she is a bummer. Ah, <laughs> no, I, I don't remember all of the main thesis of this video. I am gonna have to find it and I will send I it to you. I can see that more than the other two. Just, you know, like, oh, she is shit on so often that this could be her secret victory that she cares. Like, they right. never caught me. I got away with it. Everyone was scared of Britta for just it once. It fundamentally falls into the kind of stupid prank that Britta would pull as we The frog prank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We could fundamentally see her writing these stupid, stupid, stupid fucking notes. Right. Totally could see her. uh, One of the arguments, it is a loose argument, but it is a fun argument to play with. When she's writing up her essay at the end, she says the ass crack Britta, and then says, and then backspaces Uh, and ass crack. That could just be Britta being Britta and and messing it up, but also you could view it as a Freudian slip. Um... There's a bunch of other stuff that kind of breaks down, like, how she could have pulled it off, motivation, stuff like that. I gotta find it, and I'll find it again, I'll send it to you. I kind of love that explanation. I think they I also straight up did, like, an analysis of handwriting. Yeah, in- I, I've i seen the Abed video does an analysis of handwriting. I think it's, like, film theorists or one of those channels. Uh, and it was, it was going around a little while ago and they did like a handwriting analysis and they said, that's how they knew it was Abe. Whatever. Oh my God. No, no. I mean, I the also... real solution to the handwriting thing is that they were written by the same person in the props department. <laughs> like it's not like, right. it's like, I'm sorry to be that guy, <laughs> but it was the same person in props going like, yeah. fuck, okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's just do this. Speaking of Abed though, Abed has an amazing, amazing moment in this episode. Uh, where is it? Dean says, Abed, you're special. Why don't you go and tell us what happened? <laughs> and he stands oh. up and goes, seeing network TV, mildly autistic characters with special abilities. With special abilities. And he goes, painful. Painful writing. <laughs> and, it's and, then, a... and he does his face and then he and then he drops it and looks at Dean like, like with a face that I can only describe as a fuck you. And yeah. then walks out. And it is one of my favorite Abed performances. In the it's a great sense. one. It's, it's a great yeah, and that was a it's self-aware. It's it shows growth in Abed. It fits with yeah. the character. It's just right on the money. Yeah. Great, stuff. and that is a a long-standing trope of crime fiction. But it was very prevalent around that time. Oh, uh, where like FX is the bridge, starring Diane Kruger. Uh, and, uh, what, Matthew Lillard, like, she was, uh, on the spectrum, and that made her better at crimes, and then I feel like a big one on the same network as Community is Hannibal, which is one of my favorite shows and there's of all also time. Bones, isn't Monk also that same thing? Monk is the defective detective, so yes, yeah, that's, a, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, like, OCD? I haven't seen Monk. Yeah, he's OCD. I'm just gonna, he's just... I'm just gonna come out, I'm just gonna I be open. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen Monk. I like Tony. I'm nothing against Tony. He won like 12 Emmys for Monk. You know, but if I want Tony, I'll watch Galaxy Quest. I'll watch Big Night. I don't know if I'll watch Monk. Yo, Galaxy Quest is so good. I also, it's it's so wild to think of Tony as in Galaxy Quest and Men in Black. Oh, he's so good in Men in Black. Very different roles. He's got that guy who's head for a Yeah. Oh, I love Tony. 
Love Tony Shalhoub. He's great in uh, Barton Fink, the Coen Brothers he movie. Wrote, he wrote a Tony-winning musical that is one of my favorites I've ever seen. The oh, band's busy. Of course he won a Tony. Of course he did. Because he's Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> and he was in it, too. Wow. I, maybe he didn't write it. I'm pretty the sure he was on the writing team for that, and he was also in it. Oh, my the, God. One the of The band's visit went right time. to my heart. Excuse me for being did alive in the 90s and having two ears connected to a heart. <laughs> did you see the band's visit? No. No, it's it was wild. Incredible show. A fabulous show. Um, Sounds yeah. great. I wonder if there's a good taped version of it somewhere. And I'm not talking about a slime tutorial. I, I actually don't know oh, if there's a slime tutorial on that one. I, I can do Google. some research. Um, I have to Google this. What, slime tutorial? Yeah. What the fuck is it called a slime tutorial? Just go on YouTube and search, like, Broadway slime tutorial. I mean, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't. There's a whole yeah. bunch. Also, um, Slime tutorial ice lady, Broadway. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slime tutorial Russian princess. Don't do that. Don't do it. Big rock in the night sky and Russian drama. Like there's, no. you know. Oh, slime tutorial aquatic sponge. Do not do this. <laughs> that one's not even a, a slime tutorial. That one's just straight up like Nickelodeon recording. Yeah, Nickelodeon produced that. I did watch that on YouTube.com. Uh, and I'm not mad. That was an it. interesting watch. I wasn't a huge it's fan fun. of how they broke it apart with the commercials, but I knew that they yeah. had to. Um, it's unavoidable. It reminds me of how they did uh, Legally Blonde on MTV. Back in the early two thousands, which talk fucking bangs. Yeah, oh, talk about another good. fucking another fucking slapper. What you want? Oh what God. you want? What Top you want bottom. is right in oh. front of you, front of you. Uh, I love when Kevin gets into a musical vibe. It's one of my favorites. Thank my you. Favorite. <laughs> I'm feeling songy. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling saucy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else about this great episode while we're here? Uh, honestly, no notes. I okay. If I Star Burns is back, it's a perfect revival of the character. Yeah, it's fun. Cat car, we love the cat car, folks. Don't we? If I have one note, it is that the Pierce's death thing is just like, oh, here it is. Pierce died. (laughs) I bother me. But but that is also like that is how it be in life, don't it? That is how it do be. Yeah, it it didn't it didn't bother me at all, especially because I was like, all right, fucking when can we just please. It just felt appropriate, too, because it felt like, well, shit, we're not going to make a big deal out of it. We don't want to make a big deal out of it until the episode where we do it the entire time. Um, but <laughs> right, we next week. We need, it, we need it this week so that next week we don't have to do that exposition. Pierce right, is already exactly. dead, and we exist also, in that world fundamentally, already. in this ep- of all episodes, this is the episodes where that bombshell would be a perfect contribution to the tone, as well as something to interrupt the progression of the detectives. Right, and it does kind of come in as, like, a snapback to reality for our characters. Yes. We do have the, like, one last look detective sort of thing, but it it does kind of bring them out of, like, okay, the, we need to get back to real life. Like, the stakes of the ass-crack bandit are comparably microscopic <laughs> compared right. to <laughs> our friend just died that it, it's it's not right and i don't even think i would like it if it's like set up earlier in the episode because like that i just don't actually really effective moment like i think actually as like a beat as um like a moment in in the progression of the plot i thought it was actually really effectively placed 
Yeah. It does feel a little out of left field, but I, I actually kind of like that about it, personally. I'm not mad. Um, it just, I, I get why it would know. be like, whoa, and now that you're used to it, it's just like, I don't know, this is the part where Pierce dies. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. Thank I, goodness. Oh my god, took him fucking long enough. <laughs> Chevy's still <laughs> kicking, though. Chevy's still here. It's so wild because it went from literally today while I was reviewing the episodes for this episode, I was watching uh, uh, finale of season four and then into this where Pierce just like bursts into the room and he's like, stop the graduation. Like, I'm going to graduate first. And and (laughs) Jeff's like, this is oddly appropriate. (laughs) You've accidentally stumbled on the correct thing to do. Um, And then then immediately have... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> immediately have Duncan be like, oh, Pierce, glad to see you're not wearing that stupid toupee. It, it, was, it was great. And then it's like, oh, Pierce is dead. And it was like, oh, yeah, this was, wow, what a jump that I just did. My shoe is untied by British standards. <laughs> yes! <laughs> high five! Oh, oh, you meant an American high five. American I high thought, five. Fuck this, this is stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I love it. I love the comical version of London that, that uh Duncan is from where like their words have no meaning. It's just this fantasy <laughs> place of of mirth and whimsy. It's so strange. He just like uh, makes some of it up intentionally to be a creep, which is like fuck you. But then it's also fun how you like there are parts where you're like, I actually don't know which parts he's intentionally making up and which things are just, like, canon in this universe. We use an ancient form of British Facebook called Mug Scroll. So fucking dumb. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's fucking stupid. I love Duncan. Yeah, this was a um, a provision, because when Howerman comes back, he knows that Donald is, is leaving in a few episodes. So he basically calls in an audible with John Oliver, is like, hey... I know you're busy winning a bunch of Emmys. Could you do me this one solid of being in a bunch of episodes of this season because I'm kind of adrift here? And uh, apparently Oliver said yes because he's in a bunch of episodes this season. Um, it is like the last season he's in. He's, he does not show up in the sixth at all, but it was kind of this like, okay, if we're losing Troy, who's the second funniest person oh john oliver <laughs> who's the who's <laughs> number two i guess jim who's number three uh is is john oliver to yeah but in. jim and, wasn't a concern for them jim was on the up and up and they were like we got to figure out who to bring to fill that yeah gap. jim only like, becomes more central as the show goes on to the point where like in season six he's basically like second to jeff for that whole well, season yeah and they and which is also a really effect, effective uh shift of the plot as well they're like okay it's yeah. the save greendale committee and it's like so the dean must be one of the main characters yeah. now it's the just, best it's work really they do movie. on that character of craig pelton is in season six where it's like he is a central figure he's a human and the the you know Jeff's animosity to him is basically dissolved to the point where, like, Jeff is his closest confidant. Like, they have, like, meetings together. Like, Jeff, Frankie, and the Dean. I just, I love it so much, the way that this, like, congeals into something. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah, uh, let's, let's get there when we get there. <laughs> let's do our ranking, shall we? Uh, first up, the end tag, Starburn's Cat 
car. Uh, a good place to start. Fun. Number 48 is the Starburns Memorial video. Not as good. Not as good. Not far, but not as good. No, not far. <laughs> Lots of shirts. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> they wear a lot of shirts. You gotta remember that. Matching outfits. Gone before. I would actually, here's my first thought. I'm totally willing to shift this. Uh, below matching outfits, above Gone Before Breakfast. I am thinking similar. Daddy Host. I, mm, I know you love Gone Before Breakfast. I don't love it. I like okay. it. <laughs> but do you like it more than Starburns explaining that he needs you to donate money so he can buy a dog to scare the cats to drive I... his little red wagon? <laughs> I personally think Do You Hate This is funnier than this one. Oh, you're so, so right. So I would put it between that and Chang throwing his phone away and being like, why did I do that? Yeah, that's, yep, I second that. Alright, that sounds good to me. Starburns Cat Car. <laughs> do you hate this? Do you hate doing it's this? It's so funny. Do you hate it's, this? Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? this? Alright. So... Now into what I think will be a challenge. So I'm taking the creative liberty. I'm going up here to the top because our two Correct. Jeff and Annie caper episodes, Conspiracy Theories, is currently our number twelve, and wow. Law and Order is currently number nine. So this is a narrow zone where these episodes fit in. And this one is up there. Like, this is a really tremendous episode that that belongs up here. It gets tough. Because this is a... God, when was the last time we were up here in this zone? I guess it's near the end of season three. literally in the been... middle of season three. Pretty the, sure I had Season three, episode three, basically is the last time we've been up there. Curriculum uh, is number 14. So we're, you know, it's it's it been a minute. Which one's that? Uh Curriculum Unavailable is the John Hodgman fake flashback episode with the with the Greendale Asylum. Stop Twist. letting him oh, stop letting him make you wow. realize things. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I think this one's a little bit further up there. It's 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 at a point where I like hesitate to break the top 10. Okay, sure. so what's number ten is physical education, the billiards episode. God, I like that's... this one better than it. Honestly, I, I think what'd so. What did come through for me? It, what'd you say, Caleb? What did you say? It didn't come through for me. Oh, I said I think this one is better than phys ed for me. It's this is the most tense, it's <laughs> narrow we have ever had. This is this the only is... the only the only thing I will offer as my uh, what would be a, what would be a counter to what you just said, Jace, is that fuck. I don't even know if I can formulate it in a way that makes sense. Um, so then, kinda... yeah, no, like phys ed, phys ed's full of everybody, everybody being on, everybody being on, and this episode's also everybody being on. But it's missing Pierce. And while I don't think that's a bad thing. Not correct. Yeah. Also got and we've got Duncan back and the Dean is at a new level and we've got this amazing right. cast Shauna right. and it's That it's was the only like... thing I would say is that like Fizz Ed's real good and everyone's crushing it, but also everyone's crushing it in this one. It's right. just which think... version of crushing it do you prefer? Right. I think for me my ranking goes more toward the episode as a whole versus the performances i mean the performances definitely play a part in it but i think 
when I think of like, damn, like this is an episode where everyone's on their A game, like for sure, great episode. But for me, an episode that nails that that little magic charm that makes community community to me just edges edges it out a little bit. Sure. Well, what, how would you compare this to uh, the Law and Order episode? Is this better or worse than the Law and Order? Episode? Not as mm, to me, not as good. I like this one more than the Law and Order episode. I also don't like that one as much as you do. Like, I like physical education more than the Law and Order episode. Um, so for me, the number nine is not a is a no brainer. But number ten is tougher to me because kind of what I'm weighing. I I I agree with what Caleb said. Is that like physical education is a better ensemble piece? And it's not that the characters in this episode don't have a lot of like fun things to do, but Abed gets, like, one moment. Shirley gets, like, one moment. But Whereas physical Troy education... getting up slowly and slapping Starburns in the face. And I mean, that's definitely that. good. That's, that's a good... But again, Troy gets, like, one moment. And physical education is such a beautiful ensemble piece yeah. where it's, like... Except for, like, Annie's missing pen or something like that is, like, maybe the best this show ever accomplishes at giving everyone a bunch of funny jokes in one episode. Yeah, I think, but as far as that's jokes, though, because when I think I, like, I honestly have a hard time remembering physical education as an episode. Like, the episode itself doesn't stand out to me. I'm sure as you two would be like, oh, but there's this bit and this bit and this bit. Yeah, I disagree. Like, billiards class and teaching Abed how to date, like, those are... Those are classics to me. Yo, Those are Kev, like Kev. Yeah, you know, I, I'm about to do something, and you're not gonna like okay. it, but it's the right yeah. thing. It's the right thing. We have listed the last four episodes where we've wanted them to be without Jace's input. I think Jace gets to pick where this episode goes. And I think that's a. I think that's a valid. Whoa. That's valid. That's valid. That that feels very strange. This is a weighted voice. This fucking electoral college. Oh our God! Now I feel responsibility. Sheet. What the fuck? Get you know, this out of mind. <laughs> what <got> children? <laughs> this is why I'm good at being a dad. Well, because I can huh. say one. I'm I'm the Jeff Winger of my family. Well, love that for um, you. Another so another thing that I don't know in the way he solves arguments, not in any other way. Hold on, (laughs) you get the person to argue with themselves. They're going to lose because they've chosen a thing to defend. Because to them, truth is a circle, and everything within it is truth. Um, But uh, so another thing that I, Jason, I don't know if this affects you at all, but like we're basically choosing if the best of season five is better than the best of season one. Does that make sense? That, like, if we bump Phys Ed out of the top ten, the only season one remainder in in the top ten is Modern Warfare. And I don't know if that matters to anybody else at all. Uh, but it is something that I'm thinking about. Is that, yeah, like... I think, I think for me, though, I, I'm, I'm decidedly not using a nostalgic lens for how the rankings go. I think for we've sure. talked about this a little bit, too. Season one gets this extra little like it feels like a holographic pokemon card you're like oh it's shiny it's like this first it's the first season like this is the first thing we ever saw it's so pretty but when you play it in a game it still might it's like a fucking holographic magikarp it's like yeah it's pretty but does it fucking do anything Jesus Christ this is is, of course an over exaggeration of the metaphor so that makes sense but like but I, I, I'm not, I'm not calling season one Magikarp. 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 Season one is far better than a Magikarp. 
Do not misquote I'm gonna, me. I'm going to use that as an insult against somebody someday. Just call them a holographic magic card. Well, you're a so... holographic fucking magic card, bro. <laughs> you look great, but what, what do you do? <laughs> you look great, but the fuck are you here for? <laughs> you look pretty and you do nothing. Um, and that's and that's fair, right? The nostalgic thing is but definitely that, a factor. Season one has a bit of a nostalgic lens on it, and while season one is mwah, beautiful and it brought that's... us into what we love about the show, the thing about community that i love about it is the fact that it just with exceptions kept getting better sure and Deuce, the characters yeah. got more developed they got they found their tone they leaned into the weird they found what they were doing and that's what's so is the fact that the show keeps just like ramping up because there's other shows where you like hit it and you're like okay i'm just stable the whole ride through and those are fun and then you have other shows where season one is the best season and mm -hmm. i think that's something that we see so often that we're so used to being like season one's what got me hooked and then we're just used to them dipping off so we want to make sure that we hold season one with respect mm -hmm. i think season one is very well placed i mean it's given us Choose your next words very carefully <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i was like what i was like see i love no, i think Mind season one has Joseph. given us really season great... one is the nickelback of <laughs> jace thought when i said choose your next words carefully i was talking to them but i was actually talking to kevin and kevin got it right <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> whereas Sorry. season two is the x-men you know you can't beat it if it's season one you know it's nickelback you know you admire it's, it for you just came out swinging and i think like i think there is something because like season five is effectively in a certain sense, a new season one. They repilot, if you they, will. It, you're right, exactly. So I look it's at this. the Lord's I, work. And yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, I do feel like there is a little bit of, like, man, you know, like, fuck, that's the season one that's in the top ten. But we've still got Modern Warfare, which is, like... That Modern Warfare is the season one episode, like hands down, no yeah, question. So it's a mind blower. It's it's the undisputed champ. I can't. Like when that but... comes in, you're like, holy shit! That is like like they open up with a crane shot, and you're like, where the fuck are we right Shows now? Shows can do this, yeah. <laughs> right. So I am going. You're going. I'm Go. going. <laughs> I'm going to say right. that Here. I want to play season five. Is this episode three? Episode three, season five, episode three. Well, my question for the two of you: ignore yes. physical education. Sure. Um, Done. <laughs> um, how do you compare the uh, Law and Order episode to this one? Which one is better to you? I like ACB more. This one, I like Fincher more than I like Law and Order. And, and I'm partial to Law and Order because I fucking grew up with it. Well, fuck, this didn't make things easier for me at all. Okay. Yeah, no, no uh, tiebreaker for you. You're the tiebreaker. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to figure out if I want this to be eight. Or sorry, if I want this to be nine or ten. You are. I mean, if we're going to do it, let's make it the new nine. I say go for it. I. It's not Modern Warfare. I do no, think that Warfare. is... Uh, there are honestly a couple season five episodes where we can have a conversation about it beating Modern Warfare. This one is not cool. Right? No, this one's not going to beat Modern Warfare. I'm just trying to think, where do I put... Where do you put Law and Wardra? Right? I, 
just this is the other thing is now we're doing pastiche against pastiche and it's it's that thing that like these episodes are so fucking different but they both nail what i love about community oh god okay um i'm gonna fuck me balls um (laughs) i would like to remind you mr winger this is not a courtroom (laughs) (laughs) at basic lupine urology yeah it's that's basic lupine dick wolf that's uncle nobby How do we know he's not a Holocaust right, denying 9 gonna, 11 pedophile? I'm going to say this is. I'm going <laughs> to. I hate this amount of responsibility that you this two have put on. This is fucking tough, and I do not end this. Is, this is tense. I'm literally. Is this. Because it comes down to is this better than Dick Wolf, or is this under. Is this under Dick, Dick Wolf? Wolf. Is, it, is it top or bottom? to dick wolf <laughs> i was waiting for it i knew it was somewhere in there oh god i'm doing this whole thing mm, i don't know this is jace, so fun. jace jace i gotta make it jace jace jace, jace, jace you get a coin jace you're a b you say you say get a coin jace jace flip a coin jace, Here, jace, I got it. flip a coin because the good news is you'll know exactly what you want that coin to land on while it's in the air and it's thematic you know Oh, do I have a coin? I have a coin. <laughs> Jace, right. isn't the Ashcraft bandit? And then um, I reserve the right to uh, agree with or uh, disagree with the coin flip. But this is going to help a little bit, I hope. Sure. Okay, you so do? I'm going to say okay. that heads is Ashcraft bandit and tails is basic lupine urology. Flip it and then don't tell me what it lands on and let me know when it flips. Okay. Well, it was quarter to five. Now it's quarter to ass. Okay, and it's landed, and there's a decision. Indeed. Tell me what. Tell me what it says. Wait, it's what? heads. It's heads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ass crack bandit is gonna be new nine. That was Woo! <laughs> That's not. I thought that would go, but it's fine. It's where we are. I was like, what did you? It's well. Like, what, what did you think it was? Tails? Like, I thought Jace would tell us. I thought Jace would tell us what heads and what tails was. And there would be they drama did. to the flip. They but did. instead, it all happened oh, inside Jace's head. head. You could have fucking made it up. I you could have just head. made it up. No, Jace said, no. like, heads is this, tails is this. Did I not oh. did I say that, didn't I? I don't remember that. It happened. I swam Sorry. to John. <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember saying it. Maybe I didn't. I don't. No, know. you did. You did. Okay. I did? Uh, okay. Kevin, play the tape back. Kevin <laughs> in the Heads is Ascrack Bandit and Tails is Basic Lupine Urology. Heads is Ascrack Bandit and Tails is Basic Lupine Urology. Heads is Ascrack Bandit and Tails is Basic Lupine Urology. I what only time will tell. How rushed am I going to be to get this out on Thursday? Who knows? Sure, uh, sure. Uh, all right, new number. Wow, the last time. When was the last time we broke the top ten? Pillows and blankets. Stressful, y'all. I. And, and don't worry, it's going to keep being stressful. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and update uh, the master ranking sheets that does our season averages because that is fun for me to do. 
but anyway, now we're moving into the section of the show that we call plugs. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple, stupid this week. Uh, next week, we are doing uh, our uh, live stream RPG of the Community Tabletop RPG, where we will unmask that dastardly bandit, the ass crack bandit. Uh, and you can find that on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kevin where uh, you can find uh, the read-through of my play, all the short films I'm about to post, because I just bought a camera, finally. Uh, so so that will be the place uh, to check out the work from me. Woohoo! I have a pretty exciting announcement for y'all. So a little while back, I participated in another podcast called Is It Transphobic? with a good friend of mine, Ashley. She's great. Um, and... I honestly, like, I didn't realize, I didn't know when she was going to post it, um, and she just made a little announcement on the Instagram today, uh, being Tuesday, that it was on the Patreon, and it was going to be released publicly, um, I believe where, I believe if it's, if it's a place where you can listen to this podcast, it's also where you can listen to, uh, Is It Transphobic? I believe they're all on the same platforms. Um, and it's coming out on Friday. So if this comes out, you know, when we're expecting it to on Thursday, it'll, it'll be public to y'all on Friday. I went on to her show, Is It Transphobic? And we talked about community and we talked about the relationship that, uh, as performers and people in the, in the art world and trans people we have with Dan Harmon as a writer and creator, what his role in, you know, controversy is. And we talked about that a little bit. We talked about the season one finale. We basically asked the question, is it transphobic? And we, you know, talk about other things that are relevant to the discussion. It was a fabulous time. I highly recommend checking out the rest of her podcast as well, but this will be a fun little intro episode for y'all since you, you clearly <laughs> like community if you're listening to this. Right. So go ahead and ch- check out that podcast. It's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. Really really exciting um eye-opening experience for a lot of people just because she always has great guests and they talk about really exciting movies and tv shows and they look at them through you know a trans lens and they it's it's an it's an exciting experiment in um in opening your understanding to uh, other perspectives so go give that a listen that's gonna be a whole vibe uh send her some love it's gonna be a great time i honestly don't remember what i said because this was recorded oh while ago i think we were still <laughs> recording season one when uh wow i know it's been a minute wow. um but yeah uh is it transphobic i think there's also an instagram let me make sure i give you the right at the handle is the thing yeah it is uh, a handle it's just is it transphobic at is it transphobic i think um i think it's on um on uh twitter as well as uh, instagram and uh, they've got you know just some great stuff up there. I'm uh, go ahead give it give it a give it a little look see a little listen here because uh, you, you, I'm I'm on it. I do things. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my exciting news for this week. Happy to be back, y'all. I miss y'all. We missed you. We missed you. Obviously, we talked about a bunch of dog shit tonight because we had so much pent <laughs> up. We miss talking to Jace Energy. Uh, <laughs> thank you for finally let, relieving that pressure in my skull. Um, <laughs> I just did a small incision behind the ear, just relieve some pressure, some fluid. Yeah, yeah. 
like an expert. Like an like you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. I'm pretty decent with a scalpel. Yeah, All right. terrible, terrible opinions about music, but good with a scalpel. Um, <laughs> Fight me, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I don't have much going on right now. Uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks for your boy. Don't know why. Just, you know, brains and chemistry and emotions and dread. Or not dread, despair. That's what it is. I did that earlier today, too. Um, you know, things, you know, life is weird sometimes. Um, I do have a podcast coming up relatively soon with Adrian Buskey, who hosts the Fictitious Podcast that talks about sci-fi or storytelling in sci-fi settings. Uh, we're going to talk about storytelling in games. It's supposed to be tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, the 16th. Nope, 14th, because time is a blur and every day is a blur today. Supposed to be tomorrow, but appointments and kids and swimming pools and shit, so I've got to go pick up my youngest, who I cannot just plug into a TV and come down and record. Anyway, it's coming soon. That's the thing. I'm also starting a radio drama with my cousin. Ooh, fun. Um... And this will be the only podcast I talk about what the plot is concerning. So anyone that hears this, congrats. Uh, it's about two estranged brothers who have to deliver the remains of their estranged father to where he wishes to be buried. But it takes place in space, like between colonies and shit in the far future. Oh, uh, that's fucking right. So, Caleb, what the hell? Yeah. I, what the uh, hell? What the hell? Oh, shit things for a minute and we just had this idea kind of pop up and it's dope so like we're starting the storytelling process out with me recording a voicemail that's my character calling his brother who he hasn't talked to in years and then he's starting the storytelling process out by calling me back and then we'll go from there it's really cool it's unscripted it's we're experimenting it's gonna be fun um so wait for that to come out next year, <laughs> next um, year. yeah but yeah just be good to people and to each other that's really my biggest takeaway. The last couple of weeks have been, uh, so yeah, be good to be good to each other. Yeah. Oh, also, I don't want to. I, I also want to make sure um, we take an opportunity to just acknowledge uh, what's going on with Dwayne Wright in Minnesota right now. Um, I, I mean, what is there to be said, honestly, at this point that hasn't been said already? Like, just more of the same, more excuses from the police. Uh, just trying to somehow justify their behaviors as if um, negligence or unpreparedness or any of these things that they're saying it is were even remotely acceptable as excuses. When um, I was a kid, if I said, oops, it, I, I thought I was throwing a rubber ball, not a rock, at my brother, I would still get my ass whooped. If I'm a cop and I say, I thought it was the other, fuck off. Sorry, go on, Jace. No, but I mean that's that's exactly yeah that's that's exactly what it is to somehow present that information as if that somehow excuses the behavior. It's like no one like that information didn't change the way we viewed what happened. If anything, it just made us more upset to see that someone that makes more money than us, uh, who has been trained for all of this fucking time and has been on the force for years and years and is in a position of power within the force somehow can't tell the difference between a gun and a taser as if that somehow excuses the fact that they murdered a 20 year old black man. You know, I'm not a cop, but I can tell you those things feel wildly different. They also look wildly. Also it's like 
it just the training it doesn't make sense you know where they are on your belt you don't reach for one side when you want to reach for the other like that's not a mistake you fucking make um oh no they've they've seen we've seen through the plot holes yeah <laughs> oh no they've seen through our rooms <laughs> our expertly crafted mirage oh no damn it <laughs> um sorry i gotta laugh at this because i'm dying inside no, I, I, I think that's a valid that's a valid outlet. I think um, laughing at the absurdity of what the fuck, you know. I mean, like if I if I wasn't holding space and trying to have some sense of positivity about like not even positivity, just being able to laugh at the idiocy of the fucking police, it would be I would be it would it would be rage, pure rage. Um, for my black and brown siblings. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we took a moment to acknowledge that because I think that that's important for us as people who possess a platform to kind of shed some light on. Um, so if you're out there and you're listening, I don't want to speak for the rest of the group, but I have a feeling when I say we love you, I'm not overstepping my bounds. Yeah, you're good on that. <laughs> okay, cool. Here. We love yeah. you. Um, as always, I, if, if, if you know if you want to talk about anything i'm always open and available i typically have the spoons for this kind of stuff i am white i will hold space the second have... person who's fucking said spoons to me this week and i've never heard anyone use it oh, in my life it's Go great on. check out check out uh spoons theory or whatever it's called uh it's it's really useful in uh being able to communicate how much space you have to hold space for other people with what's going on with them this is all my 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 way of saying I've got the time, I've got the energy. Uh, I'm on Twitter at J-A-C-E-N-Z-I-E-V. I'm also on Instagram at that same handle. If you want to talk, uh, vent. Um, if you need anything, <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, just regardless, you know, um, it's, it's rough out there. And if we don't have each other, then we don't have anything. And... Um, if I can participate, and I'm sure these other two as well, if we can participate in creating some sense of community, then I think we're doing our job. <laughs> I didn't mean it to come out that corny, but it really didn't work out. It was unavoidable. There was, was no way around it. it. Yeah, yeah I, will, I will offer uh, my DMs as well. Uh, mostly just like, hey, if you need a space to vent, I will listen. I... I no one needs like my input and my opinion on, on any right. of this horrible stuff that's going on. But if you want to say, Hey, I just need to yell at somebody. Here's a wall of text. My DMS are fucking open for that. You go yeah. nuts in there folks. Like, uh, and they're, um, that is unfortunately, you know, besides my, my funds and my body at protest, there's not much that I can offer, Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, besides boosting the right voices, uh, mm-hmm. but I will, uh, that is, is completely open. And if anybody, you know, ever knows of good charities, uh, or, or organizations or anything that can, that can benefit this, please pass it on to me. You know, uh, the, the Greendale three account, I try and do like fundraiser things every so often and, and encourage mm-hmm. other people to do it. You can have a fucking plug on the show. If you donate any amount of money to, these organizations, uh, that is, that is a constantly open platform, uh, that that does not end when I stop posting about it. So, so everyone can have that at any point. 
Um, and and that is that is the most I can do at, at this. Yeah, point. just you know, Black Lives Matter today, Black Lives Matter tomorrow, Black Lives Matter every day. Um, all Black Lives Matter, and um, this is an inarguable truth. Yep, absolutely correct. Um, if you if you like, stay tuned for the guest interview after this. I decided kind of at the last minute to throw a guest interview on the end of this episode because it's like a great episode. I'd feel bad not letting someone talk about it if they wanted to. Uh, so so stay tuned for that. Uh, check out the live stream probably starting around 9 p.m. EST next Tuesday, 420. Uh, and, and we will be uh, doing that. Um, oh, that's what yourselves. I'm doing on 420. <laughs> Now you know. Now you know. You can do the other thing beforehand. Yeah, it's legal here now. I, like, I feel like I have something. Oh, pod. I have this dumbass podcast I do. Yeah. I have this dipshit podcast I do every week. It the really sitcom sucks. that's been off the air for like six I years. I miss it. I missed it. I've, I've missed you two immensely these past two weeks. Oh, it's been, thank it's chaotic, you. But happy happy to share space with you two again oh thank you and you're back for a hell of a run of episodes here (laughs) we we are in season five going one at a time now right yeah mostly i might double up if i think there's a pair of episodes that might not be particularly interesting on their own but that that's tbd uh i will we'll talk about at the end of every episode what is tbd to be decided determined yeah. or determined the answer, One of the, D's. the correct answer to that question was if it's what i think it is i had it in the 60s <laughs> in the 60s <laughs> what uh, is, that's, what I, that's a pierce yeah line. pierce that's, fucking yeah, says pierce. that oh god troy says what is week, tbd and i thought y'all would pick it up but no i did i i well yeah we gave you the literal answer that reminds me of <laughs> you, this, this you stupid, acted like, like i didn't actually know what tbd i meant. was surprised i'll be honest <laughs> But I just didn't. I was like in a no assumptions, no judgments kind of zone. I, it reminds me of that uh, that boomer meme of people being like, "What does IDK mean?" And so be like, "I don't know." And they're like, "God, nobody fucking does." And it's ah uh-huh. 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 for the evening. Fucking who's on first ass? Uh, yep. Uh, yep. I love that uh, bit. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I love who's on first. Did I ever? Have I ever told you all? Who's about on the first only... is the sellout of comedic bits. You're so wrong, Caleb. I know yeah, you're it's trying. Unbelievable to make fun. how wrong you are. <laughs> Uh, did I ever tell y'all about the the only (laughs) the only good sketch I've written in New York which is a dramatic Eugene O'Neill style reading of who's on first no way (laughs) it's people like throwing furniture at each other just like screaming who's on first at each other Uh, it's the only good bit I've ever written here but i'm very proud of it every time i get to perform it it is a treat for me um anyway uh we'll be back next week with that live stream uh but until then remember the three b's uh belts briefs and buddies and until then pop 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 what if I just started singing like creep, just like really? out of the shadows, down the coin goes. What was I was? There was something. There was another sign off that I thought of last week, and it has completely left me. But there was something that I was like, oh, we should say this at the end of every episode. 
can't help. I don't know. Black Lives Matter question was at all answerable, answerable by us. Can't yeah, I know, right? I asked. There's this idea I had, and I never spoke to either of you. What was you know it? it? Right? I haven't spoken to you in a few days, but you know what I was thinking when I was traveling, right? Uh, it certainly wasn't. Let's say hi to Caleb. I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna make you fucking pay for this. I know. I forever. It said quarter to five, but it was quarter to ask. You thought your plumbing was safe, but your jeans were half a mast. Another coin down the drain. Now that's some change that won't last. Twenty-five cents at a time. He's taking our souls. Government man can't help. We're all alone. Are you feeling the breeze? Did you pull your belt tight? You know that it's wrong. You know that it's right. Out of the shadows, round the coin goes. Why, oh why, do you suppose? You'd expect either that's a community reference uh-huh. or that's oh like, that's a weird sweatshirt with a with a butthole on it. But to get nothing is, is yeah, hot. Nothing. <laughs> get I, nothing I just, is strange. I mean, I barely go anywhere besides the grocery store. So I feel like when 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 you're at the store, you're just so fo- laser focused. You gotta get me, in, get, get your in garlic, get, get, yeah. get that's me. Get in, get out. I cannot. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe everything's changed. Who knows? Maybe you'll emerge out the other side of this because Community hit Netflix right as like nationwide quarantine was like hitting full effect. That's you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So that was like, maybe you'll emerge out the other side and you won't be able to wear it in public without people <laughs> going, oh, because uh, oh. <laughs> there is that thing as many platforms as there are. And for as long as community has been on, there is Uh still this thing where for a lot of people, if it's not on Netflix, it doesn't exist. Yeah. (laughs) It's so weird seeing people like tweets on Twitter, people saying, oh, I just discovered this show community. Have you ever heard of it? (laughs) It's like- Like it's been off the air for six years. (laughs) Yeah, it aired aired like 11 years, 12 years ago. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I lived it. Uh, right? And there's there's nothing wrong with new fans, obviously. Oh, like you want not. new people to come in. It's just yeah. weird when they claim when they do a Columbus and they're like, "I discovered community," and I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait a minute, <laughs> hold on, just a minute." Uh, you 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 found you you harnessed it. I guess you yeah. discovered it. You didn't invent community. You uh, didn't invent it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I was, I was, I was born in the darkness. I was molded by it. I was crafted by it. You have merely adopted the dark, which is being a community fan and living through six years of headlines that are like, blank person says movie, de- I'll go. <laughs> and then you read the article and they're like, it's the same thing you've been hearing for six years where they're like, everyone wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, did you read the Variety article today? 
I didn't even bother. I didn't even. You, you, I mean, you were right to not bother with it. I made the mistake of I opened it just to see how clickbaity the headline actually was. Extraordinarily, it, I have oh, to imagine. It was just it was just Yvette saying, "Oh yeah, we text each other every day, and like we want it to happen, and that's half the battle, and that's that's it. That's it. It's yeah. not like it's sooner or later is is what it the whole headline should have. That's said. what they say, right? She had a very optimistic opinion about whether or not it's going to happen and and yeah. that's great but it's i mean that was i i guess i hold variety to a higher standard i did because i was like i was surprised at how yeah misleading it was you know, know. even after all this time even after yeah i have that <laughs> i have that charlie brown and the football meme uh saved in the camera roll just for these exact occasions um the misleading headline on the football community twitter on charlie brown it's just it's the same cycle over and over again i just live that meme though every day <laughs> right well as a maker of headlines you must have a particular perspective on yeah i try so 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 hard and i make sure that the rest of the team follows suit like i don't want to put clickbaity shit out there never like, obviously, you want the headline to be enticing, but you don't want to mislead anybody. There's a difference. There's, There's a difference. A difference <laughs> like, There's... outright, yeah, outright leading people astray versus, ooh, click me, you know? This right. Is... There's there's a difference between, like, you know, the headline that's, like, four new cast members added to Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, right? exactly. That is different than these constant headlines where it's like Martin Scorsese eyed for Marvel movie. And all that actually happened is that he said like, yeah, Marvel called me <laughs> once, you know, years ago. And it's just, it's, it's really blatant misdirection. Oh. And I can only get so mad. It's like all yeah, of this of stuff course. is entertainment, but still. It's yeah. I mean, we all know how Scorsese feels about Marvel, so. Oh, tr <laughs> he says one thing and they have not let it go for, <laughs> for years. It's unbelievable how much, like, all he said was like, hey, listen, your toys are toys. And people were like, how dare you, How oh, dare you, the, the lynch mob, just, the Twitter mob just It came, came out him. and they are still out. And it's that, you know, that um, I hate to just paraphrase memes, but you know, that Mad Men one where they're in the elevator and the and the guy is like, I feel sorry for you. And Don Draper's like, I don't think about you at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that and, and Scorsese is Don Draper. He's That's like, oh, I exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Let him live his life. It's OK. He doesn't have to like Marvel exactly they're doing they're doing fine on their own <laughs> yeah them. i don't like he is not the big dog in this situation no. he he dared criticize you know a a disney property how dare he and so people got out their their the knives came out the pitchforks came out oh, um yeah. but like mm -hmm. it's if you read like the initial quote it's just like because of the way entertainment journalism works, he's been asked mm -hmm. about Marvel movies at every interview he's done. Yeah. Probably since at least Wolf of Wall Street in 2013, if not Hugo. And like, 
he and you just feel the frustration of like stop asking me about these i don't care <laughs> oh man these. i and can't even fine. imagine <laughs> like just getting asked the same questions over and over again would drive me crazy same so. questions over and over about things you have nothing to <laughs> do with <Right? laughs> like, like okay if you're a community cast member yeah you're gonna get asked about the community movie over and over again but at least you would in theory be in that he's getting asked over and over again like he's out here with the world cinema project and he's yeah. trying to like bring movies from around the world to people who would never have access to them and they're like so what do you think about dr strange too and he's like i don't care <laughs> stop asking me irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant to what we're trying to do here but but this is of course the interview portion of advanced community studies uh and i am uh thrilled to be joined uh by a longtime twitter friend managing editor of geek girl authority melody mccune welcome to the show thank you so much for having me oh i'm very very i've been I've wanting to have you on for a long time because like you 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 have the right mindset you're obviously a big community fan and i just find <laughs> i did it in a way i don't like to do where i was like hey last minute do you want to do you want to come on the pod uh and and talk ass crack bandit so i'm glad you said yes i feel like sometimes i get i have anxiety and sure. who don't i oh and i <laughs> I feel like if people don't corner me into doing these things, I won't do it. So mm. I almost prefer the last minute approach because you don't have time to think about it. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't sit, it doesn't stew in my head. I can you, just say, yes, I'm going to do it. You don't have time to be <laughs> self-conscious about it, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that is that is basically the story of my illustrious uh, Brooklyn comedy career, where like nobody ever asked me to do shows, but I'm often in the right building for someone to drop out of a show, and then they're like, "Do you want to? Do you want to do something?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Sure, I'll think of something in the next thirty minutes to to do at your show. Sure." Oh, uh, that, you live in New York? Yeah, I'm a Brooklynite. That's where I'm moving to. Congratulate. When are you? When are you moving? Um, hoping early next year uh so i've been living in la for about a decade i like it but i want to i want to try i mean i i lived in new york right out of high school for like two years oh wow and then i spent the last decade in la and i've always wanted to come back like it, it left a big impression on me so this is going to be a big move but i'm excited to come back to the east coast yeah, welcome back to the East Coast. I just think I I have nothing against my LA my LA people, my LA family. I just don't think I would enjoy it. I just it's too sunny and I'm too <laughs> yeah sad and Irish. I agree, I agree with that assessment. It is very well. It's very sunny. It also doesn't rain. It rains like once. And I love months. the rain. I do too. And I, I actually miss the seasons. And I've I've um I came back here. I'm in Ohio right now. That's I'm from oh, Ohio originally. Um, staying with family. And I came back here last summer to kind of ride out COVID. And I mm. just realized how much I miss seasons. I had seasons my first dope. first winter here in like 10 years, like with real snow. <laughs> and my thin ass California blood was not liking it <laughs> frozen it was frozen <laughs> in your veins i know but i i adjusted yeah so i'm mm -hmm. i'm excited to to switch coasts again and see see if i like it you know <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, welcome back. You know, you can always move again. I mean, you know, people, people ask if you live in New York, they're like, you know, have you ever thought about leaving New York? And I'm like, where would I go? Where would I, where would I, I heard that from so many New Yorkers, go? right? Where do you want me to move to? Where do you want me to move to? What's so enticing about, where do you want Chicago? You want me to move to like Austin? Like, where do you want me to go from, from here? Maybe if I ever got to an established point as like a, like a writer or a filmmaker, I could like take that step. I'm like, oh, I'm going to live in one of those like New York outer places like okay, Cold Spring yeah. or, or Fishville yeah. or something like that. But there's, where am I? I'm not going back to Missouri. I'm not. <laughs> Missouri. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going back there. Um Great. Uh, so uh, I do have a customary first question. First question, right. you know, 10 minutes into the interview or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I, I want to hear a little bit about your community journey. Uh, okay. How did you come to the show and, and sort of what is the story of your life with the show? So I came to the show kind of late. Um, I want to say it was like 2014 when I started really, really getting into community. And I think that was that before season six or was that so, season five? You said 2014. That yeah. is season that five aired early 24. Like that's what I thought. January 2nd, 2014 is repilot. Okay. Um, yeah. That was kind of when I got into it. One of my best friends in the world, um, Tom, he, we have very, very similar tastes and he already knew this was going to be my favorite show before I even watched it and he was like, you need to watch community. It's right up your alley. It's super meta. It's pop culture references out the wazoo. It's funny. It's smart. So I, I took his suggestion to heart and I binged it hardcore. Um, and then we ended up watching, um, season six together, um, which was kind of, which was nice. Um, so it's really short story. (laughs) <laughs> that was my journey. Um, I tend to, you know, I tend to rewatch it a couple times a year. It's become my my comfort show. Um, I also have depression. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah. um, oh, depressed club, absolutely. <laughs> depressed club. So I and I usually tend to fall back on comedies, and Community specifically has been such a balm for my sad soul. Um, so that. Yeah, that was kind of my journey. It's just short and sweet. Fantastic. Yeah, and you you did, um, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, you did those recently, like, looking streets behind yes. uh, retrospective articles. So it's obviously, like, as you said, like, stuck with you. And, it and, did. And sticking. Which I'm hoping to release one to, a new one tomorrow. I took a month off, so I'm hoping to, to get back at it. Ha-cha-cha. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I I can't wait. So um, what are sort of the 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 characters or the episodes that that you most latch on to uh, on community characters? I think when I initially started, I would have said Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember at the time. I went to school for acting. So I was doing some acting at the time. And my, my friend Tom was like, you would just be perfect, Annie. So I kind of <laughs> latched on to her. At, like, and I was like, oh, I could play an Annie type character. And then I feel like as I've gotten older, I've grown really attached to Troy. I think he's my favorite. 
I can't watch the episode when he leaves without just bawling like a baby. I'm going to I'm going to have to watch it here in a in a few weeks and I I'm just never <laughs> I'm never prepared. Never I, I'm, prepared. <laughs> Even after knowing what happens, having watched it multiple times, I just, I'm not ready for it. I, uh, it kills me. I wish he could have stayed for the whole run. I really do. Um, yeah. So character, yeah, I'd say right now, Troy is my favorite character. Is the one I identify with the most. Um, but I also really love Britta. Britta has grown on me quite a bit too. Now you're in, now you're in my heart space. Now you're. <laughs> I know. Uh, I love Britta. And I feel like the older I get, the more I, 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 I was kind of, when I was younger, I was, I would consider myself more of an Annie type. And I feel like the older I get, the more Britta I become and I embrace it. And I love it. Britta um, really sticks to the ribs in, in, in my eyes. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm in my late twenties now and there's something yeah. about like, oh, I am going through similar processes that she is where it's like, mm-hmm. there are these causes that I care about, but I'm also making these compromises to, to mm-hmm. live like a, you know, a standard American human life and, and balancing that. And I, I also feel like the worst sometimes or a, little, <laughs> a dumping ground, right? Like yes. I, I feel that very strongly and people have Mm -hmm. very strong opinions about uh quote-unquote the Brita arc yeah Uh, they do so what I would I would love to hear your take on uh Brita's character development as the as the show goes on well I know a lot of people think that she sort of devolved I guess she didn't really grow um Mm -hmm. that they dumbed her down I don't, I don't know. I don't think that. I think that she, I think that she retained a lot of those innate qualities that she had from the beginning that the show just sort of brought out maybe her more goofy side. They sort of honed in on, you know, the zaniness of her character. And I feel like, but I feel like that happened with a lot of the characters over the course of the show that as they grew into this family unit, they sort of brought out that goofiness in each other. I think that Britta's, those inherent traits that we loved about her from the beginning, that she's she's kind, she's caring, you know, she wears her heart on her sleeve. I think that those qualities are still there and I don't think the show outright ignores them. So I'm kind of a devil's advocate when it comes to that. Like, I don't, I don't think she was dumbed down. I don't, I don't see it that way. That is definitely my my interpretation as well. Um, and in my like 6,400 word Brita essay that I <laughs> put out last year, like um, I, I summarized what um, uh, Jillian over at a different community podcast said, where it was mm-hmm. like, I also relate to that process of coming off one particular way and then mm-hmm. slowly feeling more comfortable to uh open up about like who i am and the silly yeah. side because you're right that happened like i mean troy he, he was dumb from the pilot but like he definitely expanded and became sillier and goofy yeah exactly softer and mm-hmm. annie who starts out so rigid 
mm-hmm. definitely also goes through that same process mm-hmm. uh, where like in the in the episode we're here talking about right where that moment uh, where Jeff agrees to do the caper and she wants to squeal and he's like, don't squeal. So she starts like doing a little dance. Yeah. Like that is a similar evolution of, as the, as the Brita character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annie of the pilot would not uh, give up standing and roll around on the floor and say, blee, blee, blow, blow, blah, blee, blah, blah, you know, but, but that character expanded as the, as the show went on. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good take. Um, so uh, let's dive into perhaps the episode uh, that we're here to talk about, the, the Ass Crack Bandit episode. Um, how, where does this one sit with you? Um, I, from the, I wouldn't have put it in my, my like top 10 or 15 episodes of all time. But as, as I continue to rewatch it, it's definitely growing on me. I actually rewatched it before we sat down to do this just so that it was fresh in my mind mm-hmm. um I love it I love that it you know parodies seven and I love that dark like oversaturated quality um with the cinematography um I love it I'm, I'm blanking right now my brain is blanking um totally okay sorry of my life um <laughs> I love, I love the scene where the Dean is, is on the phone with the ass crack bandit and he starts snapping at Rhonda. <laughs> that scene never fails to make me laugh. Trace the call. Trace, Trace the-, the call. And she's like, check the caller ID. <laughs> uh, I just, I love everything. I love when community gets, you know, gets thematic and it parodies different film properties i think those are some of my favorite community episodes out there for sure yeah absolutely so that uh does sort of beg the question i mean like it's obviously tough to choose because there's 110 episodes but are there any big big ones for you like what i you know if you cannot craft a top 10 what are the ones that you go back to the most often well i have i did make not one, but two top 15 lists for Geek Girl. So I do have some episodes on Retainer in my head. Um, I would say Remedial Chaos Theory. I didn't I didn't rank them in any way. Um, oh, well, that's, I mean, we attempt to on this show as a foolhardy action of hubris. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I can't, I can't even try to rank them for me. Um, I could maybe do a top five, but uh, Remedial Chaos Theory for sure. Um, I love epidemiology. I love regional holiday music. I, I did love- pull up your list that you published in July of 2020. I okay, can't, so that's- I can't, I can't argue with any of your choices here. <laughs> okay, that was the part two, I think. Uh, okay. Part one I did a couple years ago. Um, I just typed in uh, Geek Girl Authority Top 15 Community, and I just clicked on whatever... <laughs> Whatever brought itself up. Oh, well, that's nice. It's got a nice Google ranking. I appreciate that. Of course. So, yeah, what were they I do love Geothermal Escapism as much as I hate Troy's departure. It, <laughs> overall, it is such a solid episode. There's a lot of episodes, 110. So many. Any, any of the paintball episodes are good. Any For of sure. them. All uh, of them. All of them. 
uh yeah i mean you got uh, i mean modern warfare conspiracy theories cooperative calligraphy uh, paradigms mm-hmm. of human memory i mean you're Thank you for listing those i cannot remember i couldn't remember them but yes all of those <laughs> your your top 15 is not dissimilar to our current top 15 there's a couple there's like now. inclusions or 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 moves um you know we have the the billiards episode and the first christmas episode ranked pretty high but um it's pretty darn close to to what we're working with here i didn't really include anything from the gas leak year um nor i mean you know as much as i'm sort of a gas leak year apologist nothing would crack the top 15 nothing of the whole nothing what like it is the worst season there's definitely episodes i like there's definitely bits of every episode i like usually involving jim rash oh anything with jim rash anything with jim community is really the story of the ascension of dean craig pelton from occasional supporting character to honestly like the second lead to jeff by the time you get to season six like yes They've decided he's number two, and I can't argue with their decision-making process. No, I I would say he's probably tied with Troy as my two favorite characters. It's um, so great. It's so great. I I love the and blanking, but the episode where they filmed the doc, where they filmed the commercial for Greendale. I'm blanking yeah. on the title for it right now. Uh, documentary filmmaking Redux. Redux. Okay, I'm, I almost. Yes, I yeah. love that. Is such a good, like Dean Pelton centric episode. Yeah, it's his first big showcase. Uh, you know, because they add him to the main roster in season three. Mm-hmm. It's the first time where it's like this is Pelton centric. We are focusing on him, mm-hmm. um, and that's only a strategy that will continue to pay out dividends as the as the show goes on. Even though the dean is missing from a lot of the big episodes like chaos theory and uh, cooperative polygraphy and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff it's polygraphy polygraphy whatever uh (laughs) it's i I say polygraphy i say polygraphy but maybe that's just because it rhymes with calligraphy i think that's why i say that's why i say it that way in my head for sure got nothing uh (laughs) but it's yeah it's it's a strategy that again will only continue to pay off with for them as the as the show goes along absolutely fantastic uh so we're we're kind of getting uh close to to wrapping up here uh but i i would love to hear because everybody has their own hot take about the last three seasons of community like we can all agree on seasons one through three everyone thinks they're oh of course Uh, and that top 15 i was looking at very one through three heavy which again cannot argue with you uh (laughs) but do you have a particular you know troy leaves in the middle of one of those seasons is there what are what are your thoughts and feelings about the second half of community well i used to i wouldn't say loathe season four but i used to kind of skip it Mm -hmm. with some of my rewatches um but the more i dive into it the more it grows on me a little bit I mean it's it's definitely not if I had to rank the seasons it would still be last um I don't I feel like there are a lot of people that don't like season five and six 
and I That's... love them. Thank I you. Think, I think it, they're great. I love, I wish, I wish Hickey could have stayed longer. I loved his character. I love, although Elroy has a special place in my heart, but maybe it's just because I love Keith David so much. I love Keith David uh, so much. And that we got 12 episodes of Community <laughs> starring Keith David. 13 if you count Pillows and Blankets where he does the voiceover. Like, what a treat, yeah. what a joy that we all got to experience. <sighs> And, and Packet Brewster, like... So good. <laughs> we had... We were blessed in the, you know, sort of the supporting character department with those last two seasons. And even with Troy leaving, while it did certainly leave a void. Um, and for me, it's a big Troy fan. It was a little hard to get over. Um, but I think the show maintained momentum even mm-hmm. after this, and it, it, it adjusted accordingly. Um, and, and then, of course, you have um, Chevy Chase or Pierce died, but, you know, huh, eh, eh, hey. eh. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> eh, eh, don't really need him. Um, I was sad to see Shirley go, and I kind of wish we would have had a better exit for her. I feel like it was just, Okay, yeah, she's not here, but let's squeeze her into this little scene in the end credits. You yeah, know, just to show where she is. Um, it's very abrupt. And it's very abrupt. Part of that is, you know, scheduling where it's like she, she dropped in the eight months between community five and six or whatever it was. Like mm-hmm. she, she drops to take care of her, her father who's very sick. So mm-hmm. part of that is like, I don't know if we can make this work. You know, she got a job on the the odd couple uh, yeah. um, that was on. So like the scheduling was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, community is always underutilized, surely. So it's, it's always, uh, always. <laughs> so I don't want to say it's like apropos that they don't give her a, a send off, but I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? True, true. I, I guess, you know, Pierce was given a, a funeral, a whole episode dedicated to his funeral. So I was kind of hoping, you know, that, that she Shirley would get, would get a, a better send off. But um, even with, you know, those three main characters leaving within the course of the season, I think community still managed to stay afloat and then some because I, I love season six. I really do. And I think the, fin- the finale is so like, like it's, it's just it's excellent. Per- it's perfect. It's one of the best series finales I've, I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Ever. Amen. And, and really how many is. times can you say that? How many times can you say, oh, the series finale of this show is fantastic? Not well, a hell of a lot better than how I met your mother. That's for uh, sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's our grading <laughs> scale. Community like took a dirt bike off that hill and just right? all the way up. Uh, you know, like uh, I think Justified ends really well. I think Hannibal ends really well. Uh, I am a big Lost finale defender, but that simply cannot open up that can of worms. Oh, it you is. Know. I have yet to, I think I watched the first couple episodes and I should watch more just so I can have conversations about it. But it's just one of those shows I never jumped on. No. And it's, I mean, it's excellent, but there's also 
a lot of it. You know, those are not okay. short episodes and it was broadcast. So there's over 120, you know, 40 minute episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 not a small haul to to do. One day I'll do a lost podcast, but it, <laughs> that is a that is another six season endeavor. And I'm not I'm not ready to commit to that. <laughs> not ready to open that can of worms. No, not ready to open that hatch. Uh, that is a joke for all you lost fans out there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad to meet another season six uh, defender because I love that season. I find it very comforting. They yes. I they recover I, season five. You know, they bring in Hickey for Pierce, which is OK. And then they kind of mm-hmm. have like Duncan in the place of Troy. Because yeah. he's pretty prevalent in that season, but it doesn't. I love Duncan, but it doesn't. It doesn't quite go. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in Frankie and Elroy, and you have two like completely new types of jokes. The show can tell those mm-hmm. those characters have their own comedic language, and it really just expands the show and and deepens the well that we can pull from. I just the only thing I wish is that we had had like eight more episodes with them. That, yes. Please. That Yahoo had thrown down the the money for even more episodes, uh, but yeah, that is another timeline. I'm afraid we we do not know what that would be like. All we can hope for is a movie, I guess. <laughs> I guess, and I can't imagine they wouldn't be in it. You know, it can't just be like original study group only because community grew beyond original study group only. I agree with that. I did get to meet, I got to meet Allison Brie a couple years ago. Um, I did, I was in LA and I got invited to this Netflix, like um, for your consideration event. Like they had Mm -hmm. one for each of their major shows. So she was in glow. So I went to like a glow Q and a, and then afterwards we got, you know, we got to meet her. Um, And I, they were serving free drinks. So the only way I was going to approach her is if I was, was a little bit liquored up. Little uh, liquid little, courage. Little liquid courage. So I got a little wine in me, and I, I met her, and I, I was we we're chatting, and I was like, so "That community movie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> When's that coming about?" And she, bless her heart, she's so sweet and gracious, and I'm sure she gets asked that all the time. Yeah. Um, but she was like, "Go bug Harmon about it." <laughs> <laughs> So Harmon, what gives? Yeah, Harmon, we know you're listening to this. <laughs> you're, uh, right? You're listening. You're listening to Listen all to everything <laughs> community podcast. We know. Uh, yeah, fan, fantastic. Uh, so we're coming to the end here. Uh, so why don't you tell the good folks out there uh, where they can find you and where they can follow your work? Okay. Uh, well, I am on Twitter at Melody McCune. I'm mostly retweeting dumb shit. <laughs> that's that's what I do. Writing um, about Winona Earp. Uh, I could talk about that finale for ages and ages and ages. Um, I'm not over it yet, but I I <laughs> will recover. Time. There's still time. Time heals um, all wounds. Right. So yeah, just talking about usually Winona Earp or community. It's it's one of the two. Or Falcon and Winter Soldier is my major obsession right now too. I write for Geek Girl Authority, so you can find me there and managing editor. Um, I also write for Sideshow Collectibles for their pop culture blog. 
Oh, cool. Um, so you can find me there from time to time. Um, I've written for culturists. Yeah, you can just find me on the interwebs talking about dumb shit. <laughs> talking about dumb shit, uh, yeah. which is all I do. Honestly. Right? That's what I've done for now 50 some odd episodes, a year of this community podcast, you know? <laughs> coins on the sidewalk, coins in the palm of my hand. Coins in the ass crack all the eyes of a dead man. Drawn from the shadows, quartered by fate. He's the ass crack bandit, enemy of a street. and